I spoke something similar to this message some years ago, uh, and if I titled it, it would be God's Toolbox, God's Toolbox. Some years ago, while we was here at Reedy Branch and uh, other places, we did a, uh, a study. The book was called, uh, We Had These Hidden Treasures. We Had These Hidden Treasures. And the, the premises of the book was this group of young people were out in a field, and they dug up this box, this treasure, and they admired this box, they gathered around this box, they wondered about this box, they looked at this box, and then they put the box up. A few days later, they said, let's look at the box again. So they pulled the box out, and it was just the thing. You know, there was an article in the newspaper. These kids found this box, this treasure, and it was a big thing, and they just kept on and kept on like that. Then eventually, the newness of it got old. And they placed the box on a shelf. <coughs> Year or two passed, they looked at the box, the box had got smaller. A few years went by, and they went to look at the box, and it wasn't there. And all of a sudden, they hear about somebody else over in another county. These people found this box, this hidden treasure. And the memory come back that they had lost their treasure. If you would, let's, uh, and on, in the back of that study, it had a, had a survey that you took, and uh, it would tell you, it would give you some idea of, of, of where your strengths were. I think Brother Marcus might have been in the youth department at that, that time. I ain't going to tell anybody how old we are. But, 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 but it would tell you, it would tell us whether we was uh, apt to teach or apt to preach, or, or just give us some of our strengths and give us a point of direction in it. Now, if you would, if you would look at your Bibles, uh, I'm not going to read all the scripture that I'm going to reference today for the sake of time. Uh, I will give you those scriptures, references, but the first one I would love to read is 2 Corinthians 4 and 7. 2 Corinthians 4 and 7. 2 Corinthians 4 and 7. Amen? It says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. The treasures in the earthen vessels. Let us pray. Most gracious and kind Father, Lord, we just thank you for this day, Father God. I pray, Lord, that you just use me in the way that you would have me to be used, Father God, that this message and this word can get out the way it's intended, Father God, that, that we could all understand, Father God, that these gifts, Lord, that you give us, Father God, that, you, that they're there for us to use to help others, Father God, and to progress your kingdom. In Jesus' name I do pray. Lord, I pray for our pastor, Lord, as he's traveling, Lord, give him traveling grace, Father God. And, Father God, I pray for the families that mourns today, Father God. Lord, just let Lord just be their comforter. In Jesus' name I do pray. Amen. If you need to, I, I will not get offended if you have to leave to, uh, to go to one of the funerals. Uh, so uh, please just do that if you have to. But anyway, we have these treasures in earthen vessels. Now, the scripture 
talks about the different gifts that God uh, gives us. Uh, I want to refer to it as my toolbox. I brought my toolbox. I want to show you all some stuff. Some people looked at me kind of funny today when I was walking in with my toolbox. But I want to show you some stuff. And that's a big tool, ain't it? Big old ratchet. That's an extension. Helps you reach stuff. When you're up there, you know, the bolt's way up there, you're trying to reach stuff in the shop. Inadimate things can preach to you if you allow them. Let's go into my toolbox here. Uh-oh, look right on top. Anybody know what this is? A tester. Uh, it, it's it's an analyzer. You plug it into the car, and it tells you what's wrong with the car. It doesn't do anything to fix the car. Do we have anybody here that's an analyzer? That'll tell us what's wrong, but they're not doing anything to help us fix it. It'll give us the codes, and most of the times, the initial codes that it gives you is not the problem. But you have to eliminate this problem to get to the next, to get to the next. And finally, you get that little engine light, you might get it thrown off. Who is our analyzers here? Each and every one of us here should analyze ourselves when we look in the mirror and talk to God to correct whatever is wrong. So don't be the person that's always complaining Always telling us what we could do better. Always telling us what we're not doing. Always telling us that we're not spending our money right. That we're not doing this. This teacher does that. This teacher does that. They should do this. They should do that. Who is they? Who is they? Analyze. That was just happened to be on the top for some reason. Anyway, look at this. Man, that takes a big bolt on it. That goes with that big ratchet. Real big. Rarely I use that. Rarely. But look at this. Where's it at? Look at this one. Look how small it is. I use it more than I use this. Which one's more important? Come on now. Just because I can't teach doesn't mean that I'm not important to the church. Just because I'm not used as much doesn't mean that I'm not important to God. Amen. See, we all have a duty. And when we start putting, a, putting a, a, this position is more important than that position, look at this wrench. Man, that's a big wrench. Where's my little buddy at? this one. Is this wrench any good when I need to take off this bolt? Is this wrench any good when I need to take off this bolt? But they're both are things I need in my toolbox because I'm going to run across these situations. And in God's toolbox He places these gifts in these earthen vessels. 
And we, it's up to us what we do with those ifs that he places in these earthen vessels. Now, we can look at it, but I'm not the preacher. I don't teach. It's just not that important for me to be there today. You're wrong. When we are, it is a gift to be here. It is a gift to support the church. It is a gift of when the preacher is giving the message that we're supporting him. It is a gift when we go to our Sunday school classes as teachers that we have students to teach. You see, sometimes as a teacher we get in there and we wonder, says, boy, what am I doing wrong? You know, some of us that's been at it a long time, we know it's human nature that, you know, things happen the way they do. But especially a new teacher, am I doing this right? They come, but did he come all the time? What is your gift? Then we go on down, we've got another one. Look at this. What does that do? Yeah, man. Hey, this here, Brother Mikey, I can put that extension on it and get over there and bend and go. All of these things are working together to achieve the purpose of removing. I, this here is a special spark plug socket that I had to buy. A spark plug, maybe you know, maybe you don't. The hidden behind the manifold. And I had a time getting it out. But all these tools worked together, and I was able to get that spark plug out and put it back in. Now, when you look at the church, all these gifts that God places in his toolbox, and they start working together, we achieve our goal. What's the definition of a tool? An item, Gerald's definition, an item or an object placed in a skilled hand can achieve the goal that we're after. Now, if we place our tools in God's hand, is he not skilled to use it? Couldn't he take our skill, our tool that he give us and, 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 and let us work together to achieve his goal? What is his goal? What is God's goal? What is God's goal? That we all be with Him one day. And how are we going to do that? You see, if you look at today's society, i got more tools, and we maybe get back to some of them. But when we look at today's society, if there's ever a time that we need our gifts in this world, it's today. When a state, a whole state, wants to kill a baby at nine months old, we're not using our tools. When a man wants to marry a man, we are not using our tools. I showed the class this morning a picture of a pastor, so to speak, a pastor and the first man. Y'all got what I said, right? The pastor and the first man standing in front of a church taking a picture. Where are we going? It's tools. We have everybody 
with their tools. Why do we not use them? Why do we not use them? And why do some people here? These are four different types of screwdrivers. Flathead, Phillips head, most of you know that, right? Nut driver. Sometimes I feel like the nut that needs to be driven, but nut driver, and then the star wrench. Call it a torx. Sometimes this is the problem in the church. Those with the gifts wants to be the star. Hmm? Those with the gifts wants to be out front. Those with the gifts want to be the ones that say, Boy, you done good today. Yeah. Yeah. Let God get the credit. God get the glory for the gifts that he's given each and every one of us. And I guarantee you, it'll prosper. Wouldn't that be something if, 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 if all the tools were just alike? All we had was flathead screwdrivers in here? How in the world could we get the bolts out? How in the world could we, could we, could we adjust some stuff with adjusters? How could, we, how could we do stuff? And see, when people don't show up with their gifts, this is what I like. When people don't show up to use their gifts, we end up having to use this. Y'all know what this is? Boy, when you don't show up, your 916s don't show up, you got to use the adjustable wrench. When that teacher don't show up to that class, or we can't find somebody to work with the youth, we have to break out an adjustable wrench to use that with them kids. But they was meant to be a person sitting in the audience because God's not going to have nothing that he don't equip us to have. Right? If God's going to have it, he's going to give us the stuff to use to make it happen. And I guarantee you, if God has laid upon this church's heart to start a program or an event, God has placed the proper people in the church to get it done. But yet, we sit back, and we don't use our gifts, and we have to break out the adjustable wrench. Sister Betty, sometimes, you know, yeah, they'll do a good job, but that adjustable wrench just don't fit like it's supposed to on the boat. You know, it'll slip. It's only got like three sides to it. But if you get that six-pointed socket on there, it'll hit every side of it and grab it just the way it's supposed to be and broke it like it's supposed to be. And then the job will get done. Amen. And it'll get done the way God wants it. But here's something now. Sometimes we have pipe wrenches in the church, don't we? Huh? Long as you put that pipe wrench on and do it the way it wants to go and turn it the way it wants to go, it grips it harder. But once you don't do it the way it wants to do, it comes off. It loses grip. We have people in the church sometimes that if it ain't going their way, they don't want nothing to know with it. But if it's going their way, they all in it. If they're singing the songs they want to sing, they're members of the choir. But if they ain't singing the songs they want to sing, they're going to back off it. If I don't get to sing the solo, I forget, you know. But you take that power wrench, it's got a grip to it. Boy, when it's going just the way it needs to, it just holds her. It just holds and holds and holds and holds. But once you go the opposite direction, it comes off. Amen? Then we got others. <laughs> They'll clamp onto something and they won't let it go. That carpet's blue. 
I wanted beige. Ten years down the road, they're still complaining about the carpet. They clamp onto something and they just won't let it go. Sometimes we have to hit the button and let go of those past things. Sometimes we've got to go forward and leave the past behind. I don't know of any church, any church that's perfect. Other than when we get the glory, then I'm going to shed this stuff here and I'm going to put on that new body and then when I go in, I'm going to be perfect and I ain't going to care about stuff like this. You know? Man, they shouldn't have turned the sanctuary around like they did. Did I hit somebody's toes? Well, let's turn it back. Clamp onto it. Let it go. Use your gifts, use your talents to further the gospel of Christ Jesus. That's what it's all about. It's not about whether I get to speak or I don't get to speak. Boy, I love speaking. But boy, I love getting spoke to. I love teaching, but boy, I love getting taught too. I'm happy either way. Today, this morning, two young ladies taught our class this morning. They've done such a wonderful job. If we got talents in the church, let's create opportunities for them to be used. You know, it's all right if I'm sitting in a chair and listening to someone else, isn't it? Let's look at these children. Man, ain't it wonderful? What would happen if we didn't allow them the opportunity? The world would. Next thing you know, they'd be on American Idol or something like that, singing some kind of uh, God-forsaken songs out there, these rap mess I can't even understand. You know? Because the world pays attention to it. We're to develop our gifts. And if we develop our gifts, God's going to multiply them. God's going to give it the increase. God's going to put his blessings on it. The story of the talents. The ruler gave them, what, one talent apiece, was it? And he says, y'all multiply them. Do with it what you will. I'll be back later on. And when he come back, he says, where's my stuff at? I'm paraphrasing a lot, y'all can see. Where's my stuff at? I gave it to you, now what'd you do with it? The person will come up there and say, man, I done this. I put this and I invested. I made ten times the amount. Had him on the back. The next one says, man, I made five times. I didn't do quite as good as him, but I made five times the amount. The last one says, well, here's your talent you gave me. I was scared to lose it. Because I knowed how you were. The ruler says, well, if you knew how I was, why didn't you at least put it in the bank and let it draw interest? He says, now I'm going to take yours and give it to the woman ten. That's the way it is. When we invest our talents, we invest our gifts, God will multiply them and use them. God's good. And if we're doing it for any other reason, for him to get the glory, then we may as well sit down and not even use it. We come to the wrong place. Sometimes it's hard to make something move, ain't it? 
Sometimes you have to use a little what we call force to get something to break loose. How does God's force? He doesn't necessarily use a hammer as I'm holding in my hand. But how are we to use God's force? What, do we, what is the tool that God gives each and every one of us to use? Prayer. Prayer. Now, oh, Brother Eugene just ain't doing what he's supposed to do, brother. Ain't you the chairman of the deacons? Can't you do something about it? You're going to say, well, have you talked to Brother Eugene? No, I haven't. If we've got a problem with something that's being done, the first thing we're supposed to do is pray. Pray and seek God's advice and his guidance on what we should do, how we should handle it. And then we should go to an individual and talk to them because we may not understand why they're doing whatever it is they're doing. There may be a perfectly logical reason that they're doing what they're doing. And then after they explain it to us, we're going to say, oh, I wish I'd have thought about that. But no, we like to use the hammer. We beat people up, don't we? We beat people up. Why ain't there more lost in the church today? We beat them up. God wants us to love them into the church. God wants us to love them into a relationship with him. God don't want Gerald to be a holy roller and run around. I'm saved. You're not. You're bad. I'm good. He don't want us to do that. Had a situation one time. Janice may remember. Many years ago, right after I got saved, we had a Julius. Julius Bryant. We used to do the movies. Used to do the movies. Y'all remember? Anyway, we, we, we set up a, a situation to have the movies played that he plays at this uh, J.C. Hook. Invited a lot of my lost friends. And at the end of that movie, he totally embarrassed everybody there by bringing them right in front of the church. You're lost. You need God. You this. You're doing bad. Just embarrassed them. God ain't about that. God ain't about that. I had to go the next few days to each one of them's house and apologize and let them know that God's about love. He's not about that embarrassment. He wants us to know where we're at. And sometimes it is a blunt statement to find out where we're at. You know, God, Gerald, you messed up. And Janice re- reminds me sometimes when I do mess up. Don't y'all laugh? Y'all's wife does y'all too? Amen. Yeah. But we're supposed to listen. God's toolbox. What else I got in here? Oh, some people, what is that? Chisel. Some people are just so stuck in their ways. They ain't going to do what you need them to do. And I've often said this. Some change will only happen in the church through death. Some change will only happen in church through death. Sometimes God will chisel them out. Not that they're bad people, but sometimes that's the only way that we can go forward. It's a shame. The biggest death sentence of a church is we've always done it this way. We've always done it this way. Well, if we've always done it a way, then we would still be in the brush harbor. Right? We have to change. We have to adapt. We have to reach people 
individuals on the level that they need to be reached at. If it's hunting, we need to reach them through hunting. If it's fishing, we need to reach them through fishing. You understand what I'm saying? A commonality, a common thing that we can talk to about and reach them on that level, not on some other level. They won't understand it. They won't understand it. What else do I have? Fur pliers. This is the step with four device grips, by the way. You know, that nut gets all rounded out. It's the, when you don't use the proper tool for a proper situation, you mess up. I have went to bolts that is pure rounded off. How in the world did that happen? They didn't invest in the proper tool. They didn't invest in the proper tool to make the job work. As a church, I've never known... Now, I've got several different kinds of wrenches in here. I just wanted to use these to just say that, you know, just because they're wrenches, different sizes, different shapes, different points on the end, they're all important. It don't matter if, if, you're, if you're teaching uh, uh, the baby's class or the senior adults, the youth, the young adults, all are important. It don't matter if you're the ones that goes around and cuts all the lights off of the church at the end of the service, and that's all the job you have. It's just as important. It don't matter if you're, 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 you're a greeter, you're a, you're, a, you're a cook. It's all important. God does not put a, a different uh, a benefit in his kingdom on the job we do. It's how we do the job. You understand what I'm saying? It don't, in other words, the pastor don't pay more in God's kingdom than the teacher or the deacon or the other. All pays the same. All pays the same. But we have to do the job that he put out for us to do. We have to put the job. Now, I'll, I, I use an analogy sometimes of Billy Graham. Fine man. Wonderful man. But Billy Graham's, I'm, and, I, and I'm not saying this, I'm just using this as an analogy, so don't y'all tell, you know, go out and say something different. But Billy Graham was allotted 10 million souls to lead to the Lord. Gerald Goosby was allotted 10. Gerald Goosby got all 10 of his souls led to the Lord. Billy Graham only got 9 million and 500. Who gets the best reward in God's eye? The one who completed the task. The one who did what he wanted to do. That's just an analogy. You know, God's going to bless each and every one of us. And that's what we work for is, is those, those crowns. You know, some people get confused, you know, about being saved and lost and saved and lost and saved. And I had one, had one sister say, uh, well, if that fella gets saved again, he's going to have to do it in somebody else's name. You know, that ain't right. That ain't right. You know, you only get saved Once. Once. And we fall many times, or I have, I don't know about you, but I fall many times since 1984. I just celebrated 35 years of being saved, January 29, 1984. You know? and, and, and during those 35 years, there's been a many a time I had to get up off the ground. There's a many a time I had to swallow my pride. There's a many a time that I had to say, Lord, please forgive me. And I know if I had to do it, others had to. You know? So don't let that hold you back. Well, I, 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 you know, I've done this, I've done that. 
I, I, don't, I'm, I, I can't teach. I can't teach no more. If God's forgiven us for whatever it is that happened, the church should forgive us as well. Amen? Amen. Now, we can disqualify ourselves for positions, and I won't go into that, but we, dis- we can disqualify ourselves for positions. But if God is calling us to a specific task or duty and given us the gift, let's use them. Let's use them. I've known people and heard of people, and maybe you have too, that got saved and God gave them the gift to play the piano and they sit down at the piano and started playing the guitar. Started playing. One gentleman, he, did, he couldn't read. And he said, when I got saved, I was able to read the Bible. You know what I'm saying? Couldn't sing and, and was able to get up and just let it roll like an angel. If we listen to God and use the gift that he give us, he's not going to put us out there by ourselves. He's going to use us. He's going to give us the task. You know, the devil was just, uh, I didn't even use my notes, but the devil was just... Uh, trying to stop God's work. If you don't believe that, look at the news. Look at the, look at the newspaper. Look at Facebook, if y'all is on that. Just, but God's trying to, I mean, the devil's trying to stop God's work. And it's going to take us, as Christians, to turn this thing around. Yes, I know that the Bible says, we're closing, yes, I know that the Bible says that these things is going to happen. The Bible says towards the end times, there's going to be all this stuff going on. Wars and rumors of war, men like you men, women like you women, men won't you know, be, be the stars, so to speak. And some people sits back and says, well, the Bible says do it, and ain't nothing I can do about it. But you need to read the Bible a little bit further. It says work while it's day. I don't care how bad the world and society gets. We're supposed to continue to work while it's day. Do we ever get old enough to retire in God's work? Our jobs or stuff may change, but we're to work while it's day. Maybe you've got some gifts that, that you're not using that's hid under that napkin in the rich young ruler's statement that he made. And you need to just take the napkin off of them, dust it off, start developing it, look at it, pray about it. Come to the Brother Eugene as the uh, director of the, of the uh, adult department. Oh, Brother Eugene, I, I, I want to get involved. Brother Roger is the deacon, I want to get involved. Sister Janice says the children's part, I want to get involved. Brother Don is the youth, I want to get involved. It's not like there's nothing to do. It's not like there's no jobs to do. And Reedy Branch is a, is a wonderful church in my opinion. We have a lot of people that works in Reedy Branch that uses their, uh, their gifts. This is one of the most biblical knowledge churches that I know about, that I've been to. And there's probably some about the same. But we teach here. You know, We don't just listen to one person. We teach. We encourage teaching. We encourage others. And we need to continue that. We need to continue that for God, not for us. That's what we're going to close with. Amen. So if you have a gift...
No, let me rephrase that. The gift that you have, because all of us has one, the gift that you have, use it, develop it, pray about it. All of us has the gift of grace. And God gives us these other gifts through grace. Some of them he sends to school for a long time. We put that, what do they call it, brother? DR in front of it? Doctors? Some of us goes to school at hard knocks. He places people in positions that's needed. But then when he places us there, we should allow him to use us. Here we go. Well, we hope you've enjoyed the message today. And if you happen to not have a relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ, we want to invite you to know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. It's as simple as the ABCs. If you would admit that you are a sinner and that you are in need of a Savior and believe that God sent his very son, Jesus Christ, to come to this earth to be the sacrifice for our sins and that he died for our sins and he arose on the third day. And then if you would confess him as your Lord and Savior, you can be saved. You must believe this with all your heart and you must be willing to serve him. If you are, all you have to do is talk with Jesus. You don't need a preacher. You don't need a church to get saved. But if you get saved, Find yourself a Bible-believing church, and I believe God will richly bless you.